Welcome to the Unstoppable CEO Podcast with Steve Gordon. Welcome to the Unstoppable CEO Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Gordon, and in today's episode, we're talking with Kevin Kerms. Kevin is the founder and partner at Career Attraction, a career advisory firm, and he founded it in 2008. He and his team have helped more than 14,000 high-achieving clients find the work that they love. And uh, it, his work's been featured all over the place, Wall Street Journal, Fast Company, USAA, and they were actually named a top website for your career by Forbes. So uh, Kevin, welcome to the Unstoppable CEO Podcast. Hey, thanks for having me on, Steve. I appreciate it. Absolutely. So I, I guess maybe to give everybody a little bit of context, I'd, I'd love to know how you got started in business. Yeah. So um, if I go way back, <laughs> I was an infantry officer in the army, got out, um, like a lot of people, uh, wasn't really clear on what I was moving towards, but was crystal clear on what I was moving away from and happened to stumble into headhunting. So I, I spent about two and a half years uh, doing executive search for an international search firm, moved into management after about a year and uh, just shy of September 11th. Set a kind of a personal crossroads in recognizing that I, I wanted a little more and decided to go out on my own, start my own search firm. So I started two of those and sold both of them. And then back in 2008, uh, started what has become career traction. So um, I, I, I want to dive in more to what you're doing with career attraction. But before we sure. do that, you know, as you're running a business and, and you've done it now multiple times, we all run into things, into roadblocks that get in the way that slow us down and that we've got to push through. And I'm really interested to learn maybe some of the thinking, the frameworks, the mindsets that you've used to keep pushing forward. So I, I, you know, this, this isn't news to anybody, but there, there are a tremendous amount of distractions, you know, whether it's, uh, the proliferation of information on the internet, <laughs> uh, they kind of getting sucked into that or looking to either confirm or dispel biases, uh, email, you know, everything that's being thrown at us. So <clears throat> I'll, I'll use kind of the analogy or use the example rather that I do, we do with clients all the time as they're being bombarded and many times are in a, in a very emotional place in their career, whether they're looking to, you know, pivot to something new or maybe they've been laid off. So now they're uh, concerned about being able to make ends meet or, or watching them dip into their savings. And as they're being having all this information thrown at them, they need to focus on the fundamental and the fundamental for them is interviewing. And if you break that down into more simpler terms, the fundamental is connecting with other people and getting their message out there and figuring out where they have a foothold that that holds true for all of us as CEOs getting, you know, distracted by social media. It's a prime example. You know, you've got to be on Twitter. Oh my God, you guys haven't gotten out there on Snapchat. I mean, for us, the, the fundamentals of execution are talking to uh, senior executives and high performing professionals who are looking to make a shift. So that's what I focus on. If I look at my calendar on any given day, if we're not having those conversations, then I, we're, we're not going to be successful. So we have to have those conversations. Yeah. And I think being able to, to really have the discernment to know what's important and what's going to drive things forward is key there, right? Right. We see with uh, a lot of the businesses that we work with as they're trying to grow a business and, and we're helping, helping them market and, and, and get in front of clients. It's really just like you say, it's one or two or three little activities that if they do again and again and again, but a lot of times it's very difficult for them to really figure out what those are. And I, it's right. sometimes surprising uh, 
what are some of the things that, that you have done in the past to really whittle it down and say, you know what, all this stuff isn't important, but these, th this right here, this is what has to be focused on. Well, a lot of it has to do with how we've essentially set up our sales funnel and a, and a differentiator in our space is that we're not, you know, we're talking a little bit about being relative newcomers to internet marketing. <laughs> and it's, and it's, I mean, that's still an area. I, I just look at it as marketing, right? I, okay. there's, that's a whole other conversation about what internet marketing is or in position to be, you know. Uh, but when when I look at how how we operate, we're not trying to close people through a sales page. We want to make sure that we're getting the right clients because we have a very high success rate and we want to keep a high success rate. And moreover, and this is something I learned in my last search firm, you know, gr growth is pretty simple. Once you figure out what your metrics are, it's do more of this, get more efficient at this decrease margin, you know, it's, it's a math equation. And, and my business partner and I were talking one year and I said, okay, we don't need to, he was in Minneapolis. I was in DC. I said, we, we don't need to physically get together to do a math equation. I mean, we've got spreadsheets for that. We, we know what we can do. Well, the question I want to ask is I want to dissect all the clients we had last year and figure out the ones we love working with and the ones that we go, oh my God, that guy's calling me again. I want less of the latter and more of the former, former latter, uh, Switch it around. Sorry. Always get the former and latter thing <laughs> inverted. So find more clients that we love to work with. So what we have done, and that's something I've carried forward and is very, very kind of near and dear to me, is that we want to work with people that we know we're going to be successful with. It's not about how many people can we close. It's about connecting with and closing and working with the right people. So for us, that is not going full circle back to the sales page type thing. We don't close on a sales page. We Our call to action is fill out an application and we have a conversation. And we make sure that there's a connection. We make sure that we can help solve a problem and that there's, you know, there, for lack of a better way to put it, there's this connection between us. So for us, again, our fundamentals are knowing that that has to happen if we are not getting applications and then moreover, so the first step is getting applications. The next is looking, are we getting the right applications? And then we can go back through our funnel and look at where people are coming from, where we're connecting, where are we getting those people who are the best people and let's do more of that. So it's, it's very prescriptive to walk back through every single step and, and look at it. Yeah. Well, and what's valuable about boiling it down to those you know, finite number of steps is that you now have a lot less to manage. Oh, uh, absolutely. Because I mean, look, I'll make no bones about it. I, I mean, as I mentioned earlier, I, I was I was in so I was an infantry officer in the army. I keep things as simple as I possibly can. You know, I as I, I joke that I'm a byproduct of Southern education, right? Like I can't, <laughs> I don't want to, I, I don't, multitasking, having, you know, these, these super complex, you know, whether it's funnels or this process or like, honestly, I just, I think that's all BS by which other people are trying to sell us stuff and convince us that it's more complicated than it needs to be. It's, it's very, to me, it's very simple. And it's, it's making a connection with the right people, helping them, and then having that story to share so that you can court more of the right people who you can help. Because yeah. if we can't help people, there's no point to what we're doing. Uh, so I, I try to keep that, my business partner and I try to keep that as simple as possible because it gets complex enough as is on its own. <laughs> you know, Murphy inserts himself into everything. So I, there's, there's absolutely no reason to give it more moving parts than it needs. Yeah, well, I think that alone is is probably some of the best we, best insights and advice we've had on the podcast to date. Um, we see this with 
lots of the businesses that come to us looking for help growing, they're trying to do 50 different things and you can't master 50 different things. I don't right. care who you are. Um, you know, unless you're an enormous company and you got tons of resources to put at it, but if you can master one or two, maybe three, but really probably just one or two things, get really good at them and then begin to drive consistent results, man, everything gets easy. It's just, it's so much easier to, to move forward. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, and I think, I think to that point too, you know, looking at what, we, my partner and I were looking, listening to an interview, and I can't, I can't remember if it was with Tony Robbins or, or who it was, but talking about kind of what's what's your stake, and that people don't focus on what the core is of their business before they start kind of spinning off and doing other things. And we we know what the core is of our business. The core of our business is doing um, high end one on one coaching with clients. But one of the things we realized not too long ago was we had never actually defined what that steak looks like. You know, is it a porterhouse? Is it a, you know, is it a filet? What so so that we knew when we got to the point where this is we don't need to put any more energy behind trying to get, you know, one and a half percent better conversion here or streamlining X or Y. This system now runs. Let's now put in the mechanism by which some other people can run it and we can supervise it. And now we can evolve and get out of being in that part. Cause you know, it's always in or on the business, right? I'm a firm believer that you need to be in it until it's running effectively on its own. And then you can be on it and then moving on to the next thing. Yeah, definitely. Well, uh, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to be right back with Kevin. And when we come back, Kevin's going to share with us what he's most excited about in business. Hi, this is Steve. I hope you're enjoying this interview. We've got more to come in a minute, but what I'd love for you to do right now is rate this podcast. Leave us a review, rate us on iTunes. It'll really help others discover the podcast and help us help other CEOs, other business leaders become unstoppable. So if you go to unstoppableceo.net forward slash iTunes, you can find instructions there and links that will take you right to where you need to go to review the podcast. Thanks so much. Now back to the interview. All right, we're back with Kevin Kerms. Kevin, thanks for uh, sharing everything that you have so far. Those are great insights on really how to simplify things and get focused. And I want to kind of turn a little bit and and talk with you about what's going on in uh, both in your business. I know you've got a podcast. It's a fantastic podcast. And uh, just love to find out what you're most excited about right now. One of the things that I'm excited about is the uh, kind of the opportunity that's out there for everyone. And and for so many years, there's been kind of this line between entrepreneurs, self-employment and uh, being a full time employee inside somebody else's organization. And the greater shift that we're seeing towards people doing contract work, towards being able to move in and out of that. I, I experienced this after. So I'll go back a few years when I sold my first search firm. And having to, I wasn't quite sure what I wanted to do next. So I started going to interview with some companies, either to go in-house to manage recruiting for like a big four consulting firm or go work inside another search firm, which quite frankly, I felt like would be like a little bit of a vacation um, <laughs> that I was going to get paid by somebody else. And I, and having, you know, running anybody listening to this running their own business can imagine like I just looked at it like I, I, I know I can I know I could deliver value to these folks. I don't know how long this is gonna last, but I kinda I, I just feel like I need a little bit of a breather right now. And I'd rather not spend the money that I just got paid for my exit. So so anyway, um 
kind of where, where I'm ultimately going with it is at the time I was, I was, it blew my mind how much friction I got from people who said, well, wait a minute, you've worked for yourself. Why, I mean, why would you come in and work for us? And why, you know, and all the obstacles that they saw, all the issues that they saw. And I always boiled it down to, I said, look, I'm used to spending every dollar that comes in like it's mine because it's mine. I said, so I can guarantee you, short of the CEO of this organization, there's nobody who's going to be more frugal than I am. And I'm going to run your business like it was my own, which, you know, I also realized at the time to some of the people I was interviewing with, they they didn't conceptually right. get that because they, they've never experienced it. But my my point is, is that now we find ourselves at this crossroads where or not even this crossroads. It's kind of this this next evolution where, number one, everybody needs to manage themselves like an entrepreneur. Everybody needs to um, needs to be marketing themselves, needs to be focusing more on solving problems and having a particular skill set, particularly as we you know we're on the edge of uh, artificial intelligence coming along. Um, we see outsourcing, we see, you know, globalization of, of roles and wherever something comes down to technical expertise, in many cases, now that expertise can be learned by somebody who can do it cheaper somewhere else. Um, not a universal rule, but it's, but it's enough of a constant that the opportunity there for everyone is to get good at what your message is marketing yourself, creating a hook. It's part of why what we've done internally is gotten away from hiring coaches on our team and hiring headhunters to be our consultants and coaches because they are used to having a conversation with you, figuring out what that hook is so that they can market people. And now we're teaching other people how to do that for themselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you know, what's going on with, with this transformation that, that, the economy is going through really forcing a lot of people to be on their game in a way they never had to before. You know, it used to be, you could go in a job and you could sort of hide for 30 years and, and be done. And, uh, and, and, you know, those of us who've, who didn't take that route, yeah, I totally get the wanting to take a vacation thing. There, right, right. there are those days you're like, why am I doing this again? What am I doing? What, right. What's the point here? But, um, but I wouldn't change it for anything in the world. It's a blast. Um, it, you know, for me, this whole, you know, running a business thing is, is, uh, as much as it's serious business, it's a fun game too. Um, and you gotta, well, you gotta play you the have, game. You have nobody, you have nobody standing between you and your next pivot. When you wake up tomorrow morning and you decide, you know what, this is the wrong course, whether it's a correction like this, or it's a correction of 180 degrees, you can, you're the only, the only bottleneck is you. And I would submit that that's the case. This is one of the things that I find so fascinating talking to people, particularly folks who are who are non-entrepreneurs, but even some entrepreneurs, I think, I think struggle with this about where how they define security. Mm -hmm. And I remember running into this in my last search firm where we were placing software sales executives and, the, and, I, and they'd say, well, I want more stability. So somebody would be at a smaller organization, maybe five to $20 million software company. And they thought, well, if I go to Oracle or I go to CompuWare or I go to CA, Computer Associates, um, I'm going to have greater stability because they're publicly traded. It's a larger company. There's greater infrastructure. I'd say, well, now if you're a publicly traded company, the first thing they do when they get downgraded by Wall Street right. is they're going to cut headcount. It's the easiest thing to do. And they're not always cutting, you know, they're not always doing it based off performance. There are a lot of other numbers or a lot of other, you know, a lot of other considerations that come in. Conversely, you've got those people who've gone through that that want to go to smaller companies, but smaller companies, depending upon if, if it's not publicly traded, you know, the CEO may be using it as their own when they reach a certain 
certain point could be using it as their own, you know, check personal checking account, pulling money out of the business versus reinvesting it, you know, myriad of things. And the point that I tried to drill down with a lot of these guys was, you know, stability resides in you. So your ability to articulate how you can drive somebody's revenue, how you can, um, sorry, we're getting some work done. You can see people walking okay. in the background <laughs> and how, how you can drive revenue, how you have a track record of success. That's your stability. That's what you carry forward with you. The relationships, the ability to solve problems. And I, and that's a universal truth. You know, it's, it's the other thing that I, and I know I use this word fascinating, but the other thing that I find fascinating is how people will diversify their investments, but they're not diversifying where their revenue comes from. Right. That there's this belief that if I, well, if I get this job, oh my God, the compensation package is great. And, you know, we are, we're going back to what we we're talking about, about how the, how the economy is changing, how the economy is moving so fast. A company that says that they've got this, you know, this runway for you and we see the next five, 10 years with the company, they can't make that promise because they don't know what the next two to three years looks like, much less the next five to 10. Um, it's the same thing with us as entrepreneurs. So that that idea as, you know, as individual business owners that somehow or another, because I've cracked the code on what we're doing right now, that that's sustainable 18, 24, 36 months from now. I don't know if it is, and that's why I need to evolve other revenue streams. And that's a, I, I believe that's a universal truth for all of us, regardless of what our employment status is, working for ourselves, working for somebody else. Yeah, and I think um, what I see, though, is, is as we go forward, you know, people are coming into this world, they're seeing this, this change as creating tremendous risk for them because they're going from employed, secure, all of that into this world where maybe they've got to go get clients and, and do whatever. And, and they're creating some form of a business, even if it's just a freelance kind of thing. And I, I look at that the opposite way. It's like you're, you finally now have the ability to go create real security for yourself. Because like in your case, if any one client fires you today, I'm going to guess your life's probably okay. I know in every in both my businesses, it's always been that way. If anyone right. client fired us, we'd still be okay. You know, do we want that to happen? No, of course not. But right, we'd right. still be fine. And I also think, in, and I'm sorry, I don't mean to interrupt. I think an okay. important piece for that too is beyond the financial security, that also makes sure that you are making good decisions for your company or good decisions for your career. If you don't have everything hinging on one thing, you know, it doesn't take this too to be is the thing that just makes me kind of grin about the the fallacy of security in one revenue stream, you know, a, a salary. And that is any savvy employer knows I've got you over a barrel. Mm -hmm. If I know that this is the only place that your revenue is coming from. One of the things I was taught early on, and I never subscribed to this, but management at the international search firm I was at, you know, a lot of times we would get people coming in. Like for me, I went from. I think as a first lieutenant, I was making like $35,000 a year. The, my first full year there, I was making $200,000 a year. It, massive, massive shift for me. Um, I also learned a really important lesson, which is, you know, money, money, money will solve a lot of problems. And then the real issues that you've got in life that can't be solved by money <laughs> come to a head very quickly. So, you know, that, that was, that was a powerful lesson. But one of the things that we were told was, well, make sure people are going out that if they're making more money, they're buying nicer houses, that they're buying nicer cars and essentially get them leveraged so that they won't leave. Hmm. And I, I, I mean, I never pass that message along. I nod my head because I just I don't I don't believe in that. But but the 
the reality being the more the more that you're doing that and the more that you are a slave to this one source of income and and this holds true for entrepreneurs it holds true for CEOs if everything hinges on one thing you're going to make bad decisions to support that you're going to compromise integrity i guarantee you it's going to trickle down in your business and all of a sudden your business doesn't feel like it's your own because you're making bad decisions to support holding on to one like essentially holding on to a bad relationship yeah without a doubt and uh you know, and that that really, um, to me, is I see that problem in a lot of the businesses that we talk to, especially when they come to us. A lot of times they'll have they'll be in situations where they might have a client relationship that is 30 percent of the business, 40 percent of the business. And they're trying to remedy that. Um, and you can see it in them. You can see it in their face. It's like this, like, oh, how did I get here? You know, I'm stuck. I know I'm stuck. But I don't know how to get, you know, out of that situation and diversify. But uh, I think yeah. that's fantastic advice. And no matter what side of the employment your equation you're on, it, it's excellent advice these days. So, uh, Kevin, I know you have a, a podcast um, uh, and I'm, I think everybody listening ought to go get uh, get the podcast. And I'm really jealous of the name of your podcast oh. <laughs> Um, because I think you did it right. So you want to share the name of the, of the podcast with everybody? Yeah, sure. I appreciate it. So, uh, it's called coffee or something stronger. And I uh, like, like everyone else and trying to come up with a name, I, I went through, I don't know how many iterations, but there are two people who, um, are kind of my go-tos in, in marketing. And when I threw the name out to them and, and really simply it was where it extended from was whenever I reach out to people, I'd say, Hey, you know, if you're interested in meeting up, let's go grab coffee or something stronger. Um, and you know, after really thinking about the name, like there's even deeper levels to it, but that's probably me just thinking too much about it. But <laughs> Ray, I ran, I ran the name past these two people and they said, they just did not even hesitate. Love it. That's it. That's you. I was like, okay, got it. Now I don't have to worry about that. So I'm not, I'm yeah. not one to like focus on the logo type stuff too long. That's not my, <laughs> I would rather just move forward and like start executing and do stuff. I probably should focus a little more on that stuff, but yeah, no, it's, it's great. So I, I, it, it, I actually started it at a time where I was getting ready to pivot. I wasn't quite sure what I was going to do. And I thought, let me sit down and selfishly, you know, capture these conversations with people I go to for advice. And maybe out of that, I'll, I'll build a following, um, or kind of test out some ideas, see what's resonating. Uh, an interesting thing, and I was sharing this with a client this morning, an interesting thing that came out of it was, and I don't know if you do this with your own podcast, but I hate to listen to my own voice. As much as I like to talk, I don't like to hear myself. Um, <laughs> and it, it was fascinating, the information and what I learned out of the, the conversation that I was having. And then when I'd listened to it, when I was working out, going on a long run, you know, whatever, the, the, what the value I got out of it, listening to it as an observer. And it was a whole different level of information. And I wasn't listening to it to edit it. You know, we, we share the same editor, great right. guy, right? <laughs> he did all that and he does it to a level where I don't, I don't even check on it. I'm not worried about it. Um, so, you know, I was finding that I was getting these things being a casual observer now and not an active participant in the conversation that was totally different. So, you know, for anybody doing a podcast, participating in one, I highly, highly recommend doing that. Yeah, it's really an amazing way to have conversations. And uh, we probably would have had, had this conversation uh, privately at some point because we've been connected, but it's so much more fun to do it this way. So this is true. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Kevin, uh, where can folks find you if they, they want to learn more about what you're doing? 
Sure. Best place to go is to careerattraction.com. Uh, that's where we do all our work. My business partner, Olivia Gamber, and I, um, the podcast is hooked up there. We also do some work with veterans called everyveteranhired.com, but that is uh, probably about the time this comes out. That'll all be there at Career Attraction. Best place to go. Great. All right. Well, if you're listening and uh, contemplating a move, go check out uh, Kevin and the good work that he's doing. Kevin, thanks so much for being on. It's been a pleasure. Hey, thank you, man. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the Unstoppable CEO Podcast. Help others discover this show. Leave a review and rating on iTunes at unstoppableceo.net forward slash iTunes.